it is a it is a horrible world we're living in right now. And that and that's just a fact. And we we can't just brush over the truth of what's going on right now. That, you know, and that's one of the reasons why so many love you, including myself, is because you speak truth to power. Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Victor Mark Show. Today I'm excited. I have a very unique guest. Guest, he's this is like no other, uh, and I like the uniqueness of bringing people on to introduce to our audience, so you can find out what's happening in places that you actually don't even know. Um, because oftentimes with our media and everything we see in here, it's it's easy to just get, Ugh. but. Uh, my guest today, he's known as the prison doctor, is doing a very unique thing that caught my attention a while back. And I watched and waited actually a while before I engaged him and then promoted him. Because, you know, there's crazy people out there. Uh, but this brother is not. He's a wholehearted, courageous man trying to make a difference um, in in the brokenness of families and trying to save kids. So we share like-mindedness and art for that. Welcome to the program. Thank you so very much, Victor. Thank you. Such an honor to be here. Uh, you are actually one of my guys. I, I, I listen to you. I watch you. And a lot of my friends and supporters here in Atlanta and Buckhead absolutely love you. So I'm very honored. Thank you. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm excited to introduce you to our constituents uh, because you're doing something that well, let's just be quite honest. Dad should be doing, right? Absolutely. But the reality is the brokenness of the family in all communities. Uh, it's the absence of a father. And how did you get started in in what you're doing? Well, great question. So if I can, uh, I went to prison, Victor, uh, when I was 19 years old. Uh, I grew up mm. a great family. My father was a Motown funk brother who played the horn on Marvin Gaye's What's Going On and Let's Get It On and Mercy, Mercy Me. So I, Watch out. Motown. Motown. Grew, yeah. Grew, grew very <clears throat> And one day in, in uh, decision, I picked up a gun with some guys hanging in the streets with some cats that uh, supposedly were my friends and horrible mistake. And I wound up committing a carjacking. And it cost mm. me, Victor. It cost me darn near 20 years of my life uh, in prison mm. behind bars. Uh, because back in that time, it was happening a lot, and people were tired of that stuff. So they made an example of me and many others that we ain't tolerated, and I paid the price. So uh, God blessed me through prison, and I didn't have a lot of the problems that people had in prison, uh, fortunately, because I went in knowing that I was better than my environment. I knew that I shouldn't have been in prison. I was not raised like that. I made a boneheaded decision, and it cost me. So when I came home, Victor, I came home kind of energized and determined to make something of my life. Uh, I came home behind the eight ball, seeing how the communities were, that people were wearing their pants halfway off their behind. Their women were being referred to as B's and H's, and they would respond to it as if that was their name. And right, right. Place where kids were being murdered daily, uh, and nobody seemed to care. The music was uh, just degrading and defiling our women. 
Um, and no one just seemed to just care about citizenship, community, the elderly. Uh, and it was, I just, I couldn't take it. So uh, I started a 501c3 called Prison Doc Inc., where I would go into homes uh, and I was mentoring children. I would do a lot of that work back then for free, where I was just right. knocking on doors and just helping single parents out with raising their children and teaching them about prison, what I've been through, and preventing children from experiencing what I've experienced. And God has blessed us so much now, Victor, that we are literally over 100 plus million views worldwide. We have saved over 200, uh, 2,500 children throughout my 10 year career. And we are just knocking down doors and I'm meeting great people like, you know, Officer Tatum and Victor Marks himself. And uh, I just can't be more blessed with what God is doing because it's, it's time uh, for God's people to stand up and start challenging a lot of the madness that we're seeing in our schools with these laws and also for men to step up and start speaking out against the madness that's happening to our children daily. Well, I'll, I'll tell you right now, you being incarcerated for 20 years, what a difference you saw when you came out. And it, it what I love about your story is that you didn't become, you didn't let your identity change. You didn't say, this is what I am, this is what I'm always going to be. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know, all those years we were going into juvie prisons, facilities all across the country and still do, I'd always tell kids, this is not who you are. It's just where you are. That's right. Unless you want this to be your identity. It's powerful when a man is qualified. Everybody thinks degrees qualify a man. And uh, that's not the truth because it's life experiences. It's a passion and and the ability to, to really be courageous and speak to these kids. Uh, folks, if you've never seen any of his videos, they're, they're absolutely incredible. I mean, he'll go into a home, he'll meet with a kid who's upside down from little to a teenager. You'll see the mom just perplexed and beside herself. And then you, in a moment of time, I call you a, a D log jammer. That, that, that home is a log jam. There's no, it's upside. It's not flowing right. You get in there and you pick out that log and you, you enable it to start doing better. Absolutely. Your year is starting. What, what kept you going? And I'm talking about the resiliency factor because people weren't supporting you. You, you, you weren't some, you know, sensation on social media. You're just a brother out there doing the deal, the quiet professional. What kept you going? Well, the reality is I'm not motivated by power, prestige, or people. I'm motivated on saving lives. So, And it's my calling. And when, I, when you know what your calling is, you're not so reliant on other people to motivate you. You know, I, I need it. It helps me. I love when I get support, Victor. But, yeah. but if I don't get it, it does not stop my passion from doing what needs to be done, which is saving lives. And that's what I yeah. do. Uh, when you speak about, you know, I don't have, you know, necessarily the qualifications as some professionals do, that's very true. Um, I don't have a PhD or an MBA behind my name. I have the letters GED. That is the letters <laughs> behind my name. But it was not because of the experience, Victor, as you said. It's not necessarily going to the school, you know, getting the, the, the high letters behind your name. It's the experience that you have. You know what I mean? It's the fact that you've been there and done that. When we're dealing with our children, 
I've been able to help more children than people with PhDs and therapists have been able to do. I've mentored so many children, Victor, where the parents have been telling me, hey, look, I don't think you'll be able to help my child. I've been have they've been in therapy for three years and you know, I've had them in all kinds of institutions and, and all kinds of programs, and no one has been able to get to this child. Victor, 90% of those children, I've gotten to. So it's not yeah. necessarily about the letters behind your name or the schools you went to, Harvard, Yale, and all that stuff. Sometimes it's about your calling. It's about your passion. And it's about the ability to get in there and do the job where others have failed. And God has blessed my life to be able to do exactly that. And folks, you can see it very clearly on any social media accounts that he has. You watch him actually engage a kid. You can see the kid's mindset change. It's it's amazing. Now, you're known as being pretty direct. I think some people would think you're intimidating. Uh, but you're actually just an alpha male who's very direct, very tough. You're not hard. You're tough. Exactly. Because... It, Dr. Dobson, one of my mentors, you know, he wrote a book called Tough Love. And I think that's what it is because I think every kid who looks into your eyes knows you actually care. That's the difference. The, the problem ultimately I think will lay at the feet of the parents uh, and, and specifically the dad. So many kids are fatherless because a dad uh, jump in the sack make a baby and he's out. There are moms that have plenty of responsibility too for, for not being the moms they should. But on a supernatural level, on, on a level if you pull back the veil, we believe the devil is so intentional to disrupt and destroy the family. He did it in the garden with Adam and Eve. Uh, that was his first attack against humanity to break them up and to break their fellowship up with God. So uh, you don't have to be, I know some of your parents, let single moms, you're, you're exhausted. You're, you're exhausted. There are resources to help. Some of you dads feel like you've blown it so bad that you don't want to actually even go around it again. My, my father didn't raise me, and we really didn't engage each other until, gosh, he was about 50. And he came back in my life, and I said he was never a childhood dad, but he was a good adult dad for me. Right. And, man, you gotta you got to resist this passivity or this fear of failure. Man, if you just show up, and my wife and I have been married 35 years. We've raised five, raised five kids. It's tough. Yeah. I remember. Badass. <laughs> I've been following her, too. She is a badass. <laughs> she is. Uh, everybody thinks I I'm the one. I'm like, trust me, she's she's my bodyguard. I know you. I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, it's it's tough raising teenagers. I want everyone tell me my one of my teen teenagers. We're just in it. And I stopped and said, look, I have never raised a 16 year old, uh, so I don't know how to do it. Nobody give me a book, but at least I'm here, and I care enough to fight for you. But the difference is I have been 16, and I know the, the, the landmines out there that will get you. So you're worth fighting for. Absolutely. Even if you, you think I don't love you because I'm not letting you do whatever you want, but you're, I'm willing to fight for you because it's of what's out there.
Absolutely. The world's a pretty nasty place, isn't it, right now? Victor, it is a it is a horrible world we're living in right now. And, that, yeah. and that's just a fact. And we, we can't just brush over the truth of what's going on right now. Right. I, you right. know, and that's one of the reasons why so many love you, including myself, is because you speak truth to power. You're not afraid mm. to ta- tackle the sensitive issues. Uh, and I love that, man. Um, mm. And not afraid of the kickback. Um, it's almost like now we're becoming a society where we are truly are just afraid to be men or be men of God. We're even afraid to say that we're of God. You know, we're quick to say everything else, but when it comes to speaking God or or standing on your belief in God, it's like we become, they've been able to successfully almost shut us down from being afraid to acknowledge our God. That is disgusting. And it is even more bad what they're doing. They're giving more rights and more privileges to homosexuality, transgender, giving more rights to them and telling you you can't say anything other than what they're telling you to say about them or you may be fined or you possibly could have a charge brought up on you. It is that bad. Look at what they're doing in Michigan with the governor. Just passed a law recently, from what I understand, a law saying that if you call a transgender or or a a gay person uh, out of their name or something to that effect, that it's a felony or something to that degree. I, I have a problem with that. Out of all the words, right, I could think of that they could ban or think that would be offensive to somebody. I would like to think they would ban the word. I would like yeah. to think that maybe oh. that's a despicable word that they can maybe consider disbanding that word. That word is used. That's, oh, there you go. Now, you see, I've never heard that. That is something that makes a lot of sense. And you think the black community would rally around that point of wisdom just to go, hey, because the messaging and the control, like um, I, I've I've got this, I've got this theory in my mind that there's something significant about the black community that Satan hates, especially. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I it's got to be there's something that it's got to be the potential the giftedness, the the tenacity, uh, not just to mention the culture, right? But, but there's something about the black community that I wish a percentage of them would wake up and go, wait a minute, we're destroying ourselves with drugs and violence. I mean, I've been to Iraq and Syria plenty of times, and I'm like, I'm safer over there with a known enemy than I would be in some of these cities, inner cities that are controlled. And it's a lack of leadership. Uh, It is a lack of leadership that is driven by the demonic. That's my ultimate belief. Absolutely. Because I I just, my heart breaks, but yet here you are, godly man, engaging. And it's, I mean, you, you meet with all colors, but you, because you're from that community, and it's interesting because you were raised with great parents, and yet it was just one mistake. I tell kids, man, the most important decision you make is your next one. That's right. And it can all turn like that. But I, man, I have such a heart for what you're doing. And I know, I remember the times I'm driving to a youth prison 
at night, you know, after I'm done or nobody knows, and I'm going in to speak to a pot of kids. And I thought, why aren't Christians lining up to come in here? Why aren't Christians, churches everywhere that are surround a youth facility? And I've been to them all, man, Julia, Chicago, from California to Maine. I, New York, I've been to all of them where I asked, I remember I asked the warden one time, it was a girls' facility. I said, how many, how many girls in here you think have been abused? He goes, all of them. And, and that's, that's the national crisis that we have. And I'm telling you, the lack of fathers in a home create that environment. And then single moms who become so selfish and worry about their loneliness more that they compromise and bring some dude in. Do you know, um, folks, I don't know if I've ever said this on the, on the show, but I used to say this regularly to, to kids and young men specifically are locked up. I said, you know, the best thing I could ever tell you is follow the moral code that the Bible has set forth. Wait until you're married to have sex, then have all you want, have a bunch of kids, be a great father, enjoy life. But... And they used to laugh, gang members, right? They, they'd be laughing, going, you're crazy, man. Yeah. And I go, I know I know it sounds crazy. I said, but I'm telling you. And one dude, I'll never forget, he raised his hand. This was in L.A., L.A. County, and which is the largest juvenile system. Forty Over 40,000 kids are processed every year through one county. And he said, I got a question. He's like, why, why do you think that would be so good? I'm just, you know. It sounds restrictive. And I said, I understand. I remember praying, Lord, help me, because all these kids are looking at me. I said, because if everyone honored this one thing, that just wait till you're married, and then only with your husband and wife, I said, you'd have a dad at home. And I'll never forget, man, he, he cussed because he was shocked. And he sat down. He was like, oh, my gosh, man. I never thought about it. I said, your sister would have never been raped. You wouldn't have to hear your mom knocking boots with some dude right. at 3 in the morning when, you know, she comes in from the club. Kids wouldn't be abused. There wouldn't be the pain and heartache of parents cheating on one another. That's right, Dick. And, and, and parents need to understand, this stuff matters. And if we don't get a hold of it as adults, it's going to be worse for our kids. And, I, and I, last thing I'll say, because I want to, I want folks to hear from you on some things, is girls are never more susceptible than when there's a father lacking in their life. They have a father need to be accepted, protected, provided for, and guarantee you there's some dude, a predator, who's more than willing to fill that vacuum, to fill that role for nefarious reasons. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a fact. So... One of the things I want to address real briefly is that the sex thing, we make sex recreational. See, sex right. is not about love. It's not about bonding. It's not about sharing. It's not about that no more. Sex has become recreational. And we are literally wrecking our creation because of it. It's become recreational. Love is, not, is a byproduct. If you get love through it, fine. Nobody cares about that. This is why you can talk to a child, which I've talked to many of them, who are 15 years old and have over 50 multiple sex partners. Yep. 
15 yep. years old and has 20, 30, 40, 50 men that they slept with. And this is a yep. big problem in our community. And a lot of it is stemming from, unfortunately, the mothers. When the little yes. girls are watching their mothers more concerned with Instagram and social media and posting butt shots on Instagram for likes and for follows, and the little girl is seeing that, what do you think that child would think? If the mother's yep. more concerned with uh, going out every weekend and, and partying and popping her behind and entertaining men through the front door every day and out the back door every night, and a little girl is witnessing this type of behavior from the mother, what do you expect a daughter to, to act like? You know what I mean? And it's just as bad with the men. Our yep. men have become emasculated. Our men have become weak. Our men have become desensitized to righteousness. They're not leading in a spiritual way no more. They're not leading as far from, from a perspective of protecting the home because they're not in the home. How can you protect something if you're not there? So they're not right. protecting the home base, and they're not guiding and nurturing and leading their families. What do you expect the children to do from a, a, yeah. a family dynamic like that? You know, so yeah. so so I have a real, real problem with a lot of our people, and 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 I'm this is across the board with all nationalities, all races of people. Uh. But I'm speaking about black people, my people specifically. Why? Because 80% of the house calls that I do are with African American families. And in 80% of those house calls, there's no father there. There's no father in that home. See, I was raised back in the day where you could walk down your neighborhood block, and if you knock on every door, a man was answering that door. And there was a woman yeah. and a family in the background. Today, yeah. Victor, you could walk through any neighborhood in Detroit, Chicago, Atlanta, uh, 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 Los Angeles, knock on those doors and see who opens that door. Most mm. of the time, it's going to be some single mother open your door with no man nowhere to be found. So I'm really focusing on my community, the black community, to do better, to step up more and to be accountable and take your right place at the head of your household and lead by example. Now, I'm not saying that this stuff does not happen in the white community or the Mexican community. Of course right. it does. Of course right. it does. Right. But I have an issue. I can't defend a white racist cop or somebody that's doing something wrong against a black man, and we can march and picket for what a white person does to a black person, but the moment that we see black-on-black -black crime, and which is perpetrated by another black man, we do nothing. It's like it's a natural thing. It's, a, it's okay for us to victimize us, but we want to rally and get mad when somebody else victimizes us. See, I got a problem with that. I got a problem with that. I'm not going to justify a white man or a Mexican man doing anything to a black man, but I damn sure are not going to support another black man doing something to another black man. It's ridiculous. Man, I, <clears throat> I love your heart and passion. Folks, you can hear it. And God, is, God has redeemed your past. He has equipped you and anointed you for such a time as this. And again, look, I've been in this space. I've seen a lot of people come and go. I've seen people with wrong motives getting into spaces they shouldn't, but, but you, you've answered the call and it, I have so much respect for you. Where can a person go right now and find out more about you and the resources you offer? And they'll, there's going to be people that just need help. And, but there's also people, and I encourage y'all, uh, to support his ministry. Where can they go to find out? 
Thank you, Victor. You can go to my website. Is one is www.theprisondr.org. Theprisondr.org, or you can reach me at one eight hundred three six nine eight nine three two. My Instagram is the Prison Dr. My YouTube is the Prison Dr.org. Uh, we are all over social media right now, and um, it's unfortunate, Victor. But we have a lot of uh, evil people um, in this world. And they will literally have a problem with anybody. Your platform, my platform, Officer Tatum's platform that is simply trying to help kids of all nationalities, of all colors. It doesn't matter. See, I'm not going to let you box me in to make me think that I have to choose a side. I don't choose yeah. a side. I choose the <clears throat> right side, which is all people. It's inclusive. So I love white kids. I love black kids. I love Mexican kids. I love kids from Pluto, kids from Mars, kids from Venus. I love them all. So I'm not Republican. I'm not Democrat. I am a man of God who is serving what's yep. right. Democrats got some BS in them right now. So do Republicans. So yep. I don't take sides with either. I let I let God deal with that. Yeah, we. I, I'll tell you, it's um, and and I think some white folks watching this right now who don't understand the black community, the dynamics of it. You take a lot of heat from the black community. Yes. Just like, uh, uh, you know, I have friends, gays against groomers, right? Uh, who they took a stand against groomers, and all of a sudden now the LGBTQAZP organization, they're attacking gay folks uh, that are our friends. And I've, I've interviewed homosexuals, and I'm like, of course we don't agree. Right. But what do we agree on protecting children? And we're all willing to protect children because children absolutely need that, man. They need they and the enemy hates children. He always has. The That's devil has always hated kids. And but God has called us to protect them. So uh, now you're going to get some phone calls and you're going to get some DMs and emails how are you managing this? Well, I'm going to tell you this. First of all, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Um, so I, I, I fear no man. Let me just say that. I am not a punk. You do not put fear in me. <laughs> I will speak my truth according to what my God says. You will not shut me up or stop me. I have over 100 million views worldwide. I have a ton of followers all over the world. So I'm not concerned with you. Um, emails. I want to show you something, Victor. And I've never shown this on any podcast, TV show I've done. I want to show you what happens on my social media, on my emails. I can't show you the names. But what you're wow. about to see that's in purple, these are emails that I get every day. This is within a, a four-day span. Watch this. I can go on for, for all the way to August 1st. This is all before uh, after August 1st. So if we get these around the world, what this is is telling you the conditions of our nation. That's what this is. It's telling you that people are hurting all over this country and that the way this law is going and this government is going right now is going wrong. We are going backwards in time and we are destroying our generation of children. We're destroying yep. these kids. So until people like you, Victor, and Officer Tatum and myself, we continue to stand up and speak truth to power, we're, we're in trouble. Yep. Well, one thing I want to do for you is folks you just saw that uh the good doctor needs help 
He needs a good staff. He needs to grow his staff to manage. He's got the cure. He's got the answer. But there's only one of him. And I remember going through this when there was just one of me. And, uh, folks, we need to get behind him prayerfully because he's got a lot of haters. And the main one is the enemy. But no weapon formed against us will prosper. And then we have to get behind him financially. Uh, you guys, I'm endorsing him, and, and I believe in him. And uh, we're going to send you, our ministry is going to send you $5,000. And I hope there are people out there that feel led to match it and send you support because I know what it's like to be where you are. And, uh, folks, every day wow. you're swimming upstream. Sometimes the stream is made out of molasses, and you, you have a very evil that hates him. That's why you got to pray for him. I, I remember on social media, I used to, when I first started asking people to pray, I felt bad. And then when I stopped asking for prayer, I felt worse. And I said, okay, I'm going to ask people to pray. And that's how we, that's literally last week how we just got this girl from another country here, and she's here at the training center. Um, but I, I want folks to go to his website, sign up for his email, check out his resources, follow him on social media. And remember, with anybody, you don't have to agree with every post. You don't have to like every post. But follow him and support him with prayer. And then some of you can certainly support him with financial. And that's why we're going to step up and uh, donate $5,000 to your cause, brother. Because you're the real deal. I appreciate you. And before we close out, uh, we're in our final few minutes. I always ask my guest. <laughs> Bill, I always ask my guests two questions. Two questions when they're first-time guests. Here's the first one. From Most people make decisions based on perception. And... It's just, it's life, right? Until you get a personal close endorsement. But what is your perception of my wife and I as far as who we are or what we do? Well, I'm going to answer that. I hope we got time. I know it's crunch. Listen, first of all, thank you. That's a huge donation. Uh, it's probably one of the two I've received. You're welcome. Highest I've received. So thank you for that. I never You're asked welcome. for money. Notice I didn't ask. I don't ask for money. When it comes to saving lives and children, you I don't. don't like to have the conversation of money when it talks about when we talk about saving kids' lives, it shouldn't even be in the same right. sentence. But God bless you for, for that generous donation. What do I, I love think investing. of your wife? I'm going to leave you out of it. What do I think of your wife? Your wife is amazing. <laughs> your wife is absolutely amazing. There you go. Warrior uh, for God. And she is and she's acting her role. Uh, when I think about the women of the Bible and, and what God, how he described uh, Proverbs 31 and all that, I think about people like your wife. You know, um, I'm just very honored to even know you. Uh, you are a great, phenomenal man. You speak truth to power. Um, you are a person that loves people and loves children. I watch your fight when we're talking about sex trafficking. I watch yeah. what you do, your sacrifice, your courage under fire. And I absolutely mm. admire you for it, and I mean that. And that ain't got nothing to do with the $5,000 you just donated. I'm saying that because <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> Shout out to Zara, my director of operations, because without her, I would not be here. She is a phenom in my life that has taken my social media to over 100 million views worldwide. So I just want to shout out to Zara. 
Uh, she's been there for me the whole time. But Victor, you and your wife are heroes of America, and you guys yeah. should be proud. And I got your back in any fight or gunfight. I, I know you do. I know you do. I you're on my short list. Who I'm calling things go <laughs> sideways. Um, second question, and thank you for those kind words. It it means a lot. Second question is, you know, we're all on this earth for a certain amount of time, and you and I have both faced uh, situations where we both know we could be gone. Sure. And God kept us here. So my question to you is, when it is time for you to go, when you close your eyes for the last time, what happens to you and why do you believe that? What happens to me, you mean when I transcend, or are you talking about what yes. you want people to think? Yes, when you die, when you die, what's going to happen to you, and why do you believe it? Right, well, what I believe is, um, because I don't know, know, you know what I mean? And people ask me these kind of questions all the time. My faith is that there is a place that um, we cannot understand how it exists or how it works, but my faith is in this supreme being that we call God. And yep. I believe that when we die, that there is a greater reward for us after we leave this flesh, because we have to remember that we're only flesh. There's a spirit that dwells within us. You understand? That's right. That spirit has to go somewhere. It's like a conductor. You know what I mean? When you plug in your iron or you plug in your 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 heating board. You know, the energy is transmitted because of the conductor. But once the conductor is removed, it doesn't negate the fact that there's still energy there. It just goes somewhere. So I'm of that line of thought, that when I die, that my energy, my intelligence is going to be with the creator who created all and who is much wiser than all of us here on earth. We cannot understand God's thinking. So for you to try to understand God's thinking because you don't understand it, you're just going to discount the existence of God, then you are absolutely out of your mind. Yeah, and that's, thank you for that. That's what I tell folks who tell me, there is no God. There is no God. And I just go, well, how do you know? And they say, well, you have to prove there's God. I said, no, I don't. I said, I can tell you, I don't know everything, but by your statement, there is no God, you're actually declaring you know all things. (laughs) All things. And then my next question is, hey, give me some lottery numbers, all-knowing one. Right. Because I'll, I'll scratch them off right now. Well, hey, so, man, I got yeah. one for you, Victor. How about this? Real quickly, when we think of space, the universe, right, we know light helps space expand. And universes are discovered by light when it hits it. Well, what was it before light hit it? So are you going to tell me, for those who don't believe in God, that there is a box on the universe that at some point it stops expanding, it stops existing? It stops transcending. No. So this That's is good. my logic of why we know we're, we serve a God that is so powerful that mm. you can't even understand when light hits something, when it hits darkness and it exposes what's underneath it. How did that happen? You know, how how did that That's occur? Good. You know, what is, what is a universe before light hits it? What did it yep. come from? You know, so. I, 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 I love that. You know, and in closing, I just tell folks, hey, if what I believe, you know, um, if what I believe is wrong, my faith in Christ, my faith in God, um, the hope of heaven because of the cross, if what I believe is wrong, I've actually lost nothing. If there is nothing, I've lost nothing. Lost nothing. I've actually lived by a better code of morals. I've lived with hope. Then, you know, I've felt purpose. But... If what I believe is right, 
and what you believe is wrong, you've actually lost everything. 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 So, folks, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, make sure you're honest in your, I call it intellectually honest, um, <laughs> of, about what you believe and why you believe it. That's right. And, again, contact my good friend, theprisondoctor.org. Go to his website. Sign up for his email. Uh, follow him on social media so you can remember to pray. You know when his feed pops up. And and I love how you'll go to the poorest of the poor, and then also there will be very wealthy people that contact you. Right. Because there's pain in every spirit. It doesn't matter. Doesn't Kids matter. in this culture, thank you for what you're doing, brother. I love you, man. I look forward to us hanging out sometime, okay? Believe it. You let me know. My brother's a commander in Denver, Colorado. So let me know. I'm coming out there, man. I, I need to see your ranch. I need to see it. Awesome. Uh, I, we'll bring you out. We'll do some training. We'll do an in-person podcast, too. And we'll give some uh, good advice and resources for parents struggling. Thank Folks, you. wherever you are and whatever you're doing, hey, do it for God's glory and honor. Such a better life. But do it full throttle. God bless you. Till next time. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.